the recommendations that have come back from the delegation that visited Ireland, I'm looking at this now and there are six main points. So perhaps I'll just emphasise the important things that have come back for that. The first one is really it's recognising the severe health, financial and social consequences of this situation and it amounts to an ongoing housing crisis which should be urgently tackled. So they're recognising the seriousness of this situation as a housing crisis and all of those things that are impacting on the homeowners. Um, the second point really, uh, which is quite interesting, is the responsibility of the public authorities to safeguard people's well-being and health uh, by exploiting all available tools under the current legal and policy framework at national and EU level. And they're saying that the national and local authorities should take all the necessary measures to provide tailor-made, fit-for-purpose assistance to affected homeowners, as well as comprehensive and effective solutions that meet the wide-ranging needs uh, within this demographic. So then the third point on this is around market surveillance. And it's saying uh, both at a national and local level, this needs to be enhanced and that the government needs to adopt a stance that's proactive and persuasive rather than reactive and involve, it must involve all the stakeholders. So uh, the fourth point is the role and the capacity of the National Building Control and Market Surveillance Office in Ireland needs to be strengthened and ensure it's sufficiently funded and staffed. Uh, point five, I suppose, is particularly important. It says it's imperative that the scheme is improved in order to address the concerns expressed by homeowners. And this means widening its scope, reducing red tape, speeding up the progress and process and involving the financial institutions. The scheme should show more flexibility and take better account of the financial burden of all of the costs. And that include, for example, new foundations, provisional accommodation and rental costs. Um, and arrangements should be put in place to support homeowners who are not in a position to advance some of the costs. More, moreover, adequate and accessible information and guidance should be provided to all applicants at a regular basis. And then the final point six on it is it is uh, there's a need for a clearer picture when it comes to identifying and holding accountable the persons and entities responsible for this situation. Irish authorities should continue their efforts towards ensuring um, a thorough and transparent public inquiry and effective and timely legal proceedings where, when appropriate. And as you speak about the, the housing crisis ongoing, um, and also in terms of building, there's a major increase in the price of concrete and building costs. Do you think that should be that should be reflected in the compensation that people will be receiving? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's only it's only natural. But I suppose what's coming to the forefront, particularly here in Clare now, is the slowness with which um, any houses are, are being dealt with. So we'll very soon be two years um, into when it was first um, announced that Clare and Limerick would be included in the scheme. There hasn't been a single house uh, given a decision. We've been left for over a year um, with no information whatsoever. Um, they have now started core testing some houses in, in the county, but there are many, myself included. Um, I'm three years into this now. I have all of my core testing done. I have all of my, my lab reports done. And the housing agency is refusing, refusing to give a decision to allow me to move ahead and I wouldn't be the only one you know so for those that are even getting their core testing done now that may have may not have done that they're going to have a five month wait period to get the results of those core tests and probably another god only knows how long after that before they get a decision on their house now the impacts of that are enormous 
the situation for me personally with my house um, is that the, the cracks and the holes on it are wide open. I can't fill those because if I do, then I may not even be considered. I did get past the damage threshold. But the delay beyond that now of actually getting a decision to allow me to move ahead. I've been sitting here for months and months and months. I now have rats going into the walls of my house and they're inside in the cavity. And I have asked umpteen times from the housing agency, could you please give me a decision so I can move on? And all I get is nothing, no response, nothing. So, you know, this this is the, I suppose, what's in this EU report as well. It's this kind of exacerbation. It's not just the damage that it's doing to the house, but it's the damage to people's lives, the financial, the, the mental health, the, the physical health for many people, you know, that are stuck in these houses, uh, trapped financially, trapped in their lives, um, and also, you know, all these, the cheer, you know, there's n- absolutely no need for, for that carry on. You know, where results are, are done, there's been, there was over 100,000 euros worth of um, money put in by Clare County Council to get those core tests done on the houses that were tested to get the county into the scheme. And not one of those houses have been given a decision. And we have identical reports to, to the, uh, they've now hired an engineer from Mayo to do similar core testing, use the same company, and they still will not give us a decision when we have comparative, the same, the same core test done. So that kind of suffering, you know, is exactly what I suppose that EU delegation has recognised. You know, the, the, it's not just the house, it's the severe health, financial, social consequences on people's lives. And unfortunately, this government, it's not just us they're not listening to. They're not listening to so many people on so many issues in this country, you know. And I I suppose, like, it's just indicative we're part of the bigger housing crisis. We're part of the bigger issues that are emerging where this government will not listen to people. And the government scheme that they have, that they plan to put in place has a cap for people that are receiving reparations. Do you think that that cap is fair or do you think that there should be more individual assessments done on each person's property to decide what what funding they will get? Well, you see, you know, I suppose people that are outside of this um, issue and the strange thing is, you know, the, the prevalence of this issue is far wider than has yet come to the forefront what is stated in this report as well, and I suppose we know as campaigners, um, is that it's not just, you know, it, it, it like obviously it emerged in Donegal and Mayo and it was over a decade ago and it took us two, three years basically of campaigning to get Claire in and then Limerick got in at the same time. We know it's in many counties, you know. Um, so like we have been through the three years of all those arduous, really difficult discussions um, around you know, the older scheme, then the new scheme. And the, the the government has put out a very, very convincing picture that the scheme is, you know, two point something billion. It's the biggest in the state. But, you know, it's kind of like what came out in Cork there was in the examiner, you know, the figures on, for example, delivery of social housing. It's very easy to say these figures, but what's happening behind the scenes is there's no delivery. Now, when it comes to the cap as well, and we've said many times, there are very few people that will get anything like that figure that was put out in the in the media of 420,000. The fixation on that is actually fixating on a government narrative 
most people will only get a, a fraction of that when they ever get it after years and years and years and years and years of trying to get it and it won't be enough so the longer you know the longer people are being delayed to actually move ahead those calculations that were provided are becoming less and less relevant with each each month each year with the fluctuating economy and everything else in the building industry um you know so i think i think the narrative and the media as well needs to actually switch a little bit because what emerged over when the eu delegation was there as well um that even even the banking sector seemed totally convinced by the narrative that this was a 100% redress it's not, you know. And now, um, last week, there were a number of the stakeholders um, from each of the counties were invited to a meeting in Dublin, in the Coastal House. Um, and it was basically a meeting between the Department um, of Housing, of Finance, the Banking Federation of Ireland, Insurance Ireland, Engineers Ireland, and SCSI. And what has emerged primarily through about a year's work of, of, a, of a committee in Donegal, like to to ask that question to the banks, uh, you know, will these properties, if remediated, be restored to remortgageability? That the the head of the Banking Federation of Ireland in that room, and he stated it on the public committees as well, there was no discussion whatsoever between the Department of Housing and the financial sector before the scheme was put in place. So the problems within it now are becoming really, really manifest. So, for example. If you get a designation of demolition on your house or even a substantial remediation, the way the scheme is actually structured is that the homeowner has to upfront 30, 40, 50,000 to number one, demolish the house, clear the site, get all of the engineering reports and surveys and everything done as part of the scheme as a requirement before they can get a penny from the scheme. Now, the vast majority of people don't have 30 to 50,000 cash in hand to get a scheme going, like to get a project going. Um, so now the discussions with the banking sector, for example, are will some form of finance be made available at a 0% interest or um, a flexible, you know, alternative to what has happened for people, for example, in Donegal, who have had to go ahead and try to, to borrow, beg and get wherever they can on huge interest rates. Um, or, or even, you know, the impossibility of, of actually clearing a site and, and then moving your family into and paying for alternative accommodation if your house, you know, if your house is demolished. You know, so these huge financial burdens that are intrinsically put in because the scheme is so badly structured and it's so complex with red tape and retroactive payments and upfront payments from the homeowner and upfront reports, they've made it so complex and impenetrable, which we were saying, you know, all the way through when we were asking for amendments, like we were asking for amendments at that stage, and we spent months and months and months putting together over 180 amendments to make this a working scheme. And the government, including our TDs here in Clare and our senators, voted down all of those amendments. We witnessed that happening. So they've designed a scheme that is not only so slow running that most people will be years waiting to get any help but it's, it's, they're making it financially unviable for people. So when I was reading the Cork Examiner there a couple of days ago, you know, the figures on the social housing delivery and all of the figures that are up front and advertised by the government and then what is the reality on the ground. It makes perfect sense. It's the same really 
um, in, you know, it, it's just an incredibly inflexible, badly designed way of approaching anything to do with this housing crisis and totally lacking compassion for the people suffering.